Progress, the podcast where we dive deep into the Christian life, asking the tough questions, exploring diverse perspectives, and finding encouragement for our daily lives. Are you feeling lost in your faith? Do you have questions that never seem to get answered? Are you searching for a community that will challenge you to grow? Then Faith in Progress is for you. Each week, we'll tackle different topics from the meaning of life to the challenges of living a Christ-centered life in today's world. We'll interview experts, everyday people, even skeptics, as we explore what it means to be a Christian in the 21st century. But Faith in Progress is more than just a podcast. It's a community of believers who are on the same journey as you. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together, we'll grow together in our faith. So if you're ready to embark on a journey of faith, growth, and community, then subscribe to Faith in Progress today. You won't regret it. Thanks for listening to Faith in Progress. And remember, you're not alone on this journey. God bless your family. This is Pastor A.D. Finkley. Hey, listen, friends, I know that it's been a while since we've been able to be on the air, but listen, we are back in the studio, and I want to welcome you to the Pastor Finkley Podcast. Once again, bringing you that great uh, godly content to uh, stir curiosity in the mind and answer some serious questions from a biblical perspective. Listen, friends, we got a hot topic that we're going to be discussing on this podcast. And and listen, I'm telling you, I hope I don't get in any trouble, but uh, we've got to go there. We got to deal with it. Everybody has had their say about what we are seeing in this day and in this time in regards to the church. But here I am, Pastor Finkley, and you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay it on the line. As long as it's biblical, friends, I believe that we can honestly go there. You know the topic. The topic is the church gone wild. What has happened to us? That's right. The church has gone wild. What has happened to us? And so, listen, during this um, this podcast, we're going to seek uh, to uh, explain or, or simply explore uh, from my perspective and all as well as a biblical perspective of what we'll see in today and what is the root cause you know, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a, an opinion about what they're seeing. And, you know, if you've been on any level of social media, whether it's been Facebook, whether it's been uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. I mean, listen, man, they are wearing the church out. That's right. That's right. You know, and, and the crazy thing is, you know, they're wearing the American church out. You know, the church is universal. It's all over the world. Uh, but they've been wearing they've been wearing us out, man. They've been really wearing us out. And so we um we can see that from the perspective of those who don't know the church or know anything about the church or maybe had some past experiences, whether they've been good or whether they've been bad. You could see that they are stepping back and taking a look at social media takes the lead on on all things church. It seems to be that many people are saying, yo, the church has gone wild. It's bananas, the kind of things that are happening. But listen, I do believe that there's a biblical a biblical response and also there's a biblical uh, understanding to help us see exactly what is happening to us. What's going on at this time? You know, and so we're going to explore that. I'm so glad that you are here listening to this podcast. Listen, share it with somebody because somebody needs some answers, and I believe that God is going to open up that uh, that level of perspective to answer some of the questions in which we have. So, you know, uh, here we go. Let's jump right in. Well, everybody knows, everybody has seen what has been uh, going on uh, lately here in the social media world in regards to the church. You know, everybody's been talking about Bishop Jake's we don't know whether it's true or not. You know, William Murphy has been, um, and that's Bishop William Murphy, the Dream Center. Everybody's been giving him a run on uh, on social media with that. Yet, I mean, everywhere you look, there's either some a video or there's some uh, reel or some short that uh, that's floating around in regards to the church and some of the things that are transpiring. 
And quite frankly, as a uh, lover of the Lord's church, as a preacher within the Lord's church, you know, some of these things, yeah, you know, I would say that they could be very heartbreaking and, uh, uh, you know, shameful to a certain extent. But, you know, um, if we were all honest, we were all honest. And listen, I'm not coming to anybody's defense. I'm not saying that uh, who's right and who's wrong. I'm, I'm playing a neutral role here. You know, I have I have some things I could say, but I'm playing a neutral role here. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that um, we've got to realize that that uh, anybody, anybody within the church, I, I mean, that I, I mean, seriously, anybody within the church, uh, we could be uh, leading those headlines. I think for a, a great extent and to a great extent, one of the sad things is, is that uh, many of these things that are being broadcast are being broadcast from people who have uh, tremendous platforms. And I understand that when you have those kind of platforms, you know, uh, everything you do comes up under scrutiny. That's right. This is nothing new. I mean, um, you know, the larger uh, uh, the level, the bigger the devil is what I was told. And and quite frankly, it's it's true. Everything uh, uh, is uh, living up under a brighter light. But I believe that if we uh, step back and, and we're really honest with ourselves, we've got to ask the question, what is going on that's brought us to this place? I mean, I'm going to say this, and, and I know that some people will probably get offended by it, but the church has always had problems. And, uh, you know, the reason in which the church has always had problems, uh, even all the way back to when uh, Jesus chose the 12, I mean, uh, we could go all the way back to there. And the reason in which, uh, you know, I can say that the church has always had problems is because the church is filled with imperfect people. And, and now I want to make this clear so that nobody won't say, well, you're trying to give everybody a pass. No, I'm not trying to give everybody a pass, but I'm just I'm just trying to set the stage for where we're going. So we can truly answer the question because we already know that the church is going. Wow. I mean, all you have to do is just look around the kind of stuff that we're seeing Today, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, many of us have never seen this side of the church, not saying that it didn't exist in, in times past, but we never seen it publicized the way that it is now. We never seen it uh, brought to the forefront the way that it is now. I don't think that there's anything that's happening in the church uh, today that's new. That, that All of this is, listen, when the Bible speaks of there being new, nothing new up under the sun, Certainly, this falls into that category. But the way in which it's being publicized today, the way in which we are able to get the report, uh, you know, as fast as we can get it, you know, back a long time ago, you know, you didn't have these kind of platforms and mediums where you could spread news around the world with a simple click. And so a lot of things got squashed and a lot of things got uh, smothered. Uh, but what I want to say is that these type of problems have been all have always been in the church. You got to think in terms of even when Jesus chose the 12 disciples, he says, listen, I chose 12 of you all. And one of y'all is the devil. One of, one of y'all is full of the devil. One of, you know, and that was Judas. And Judas was what? A part of God's plan because Judas was going to be the one uh, who, who uh, set the Lord up. And so there's always been problems there. There always been these types of things going on in the church because the church is filled with imperfect people. I know that um, as believers, we are called to a higher level of living, especially those of us who are our leaders. Uh, you know, we're called to a higher level of living. We're going to be uh, judged with a greater level of scrutiny. And so I'm not giving anybody a pass, but I am going to say that these problems have always existed. And now in the day and age in which we live in, in the 21st century church, because of the rise of the accessibility uh, to people all over the world, uh, because of this availability to have a voice uh, to people that we uh, in otherwise would never have a voice to uh, some of these things in which times past have been held in the background is now being brought to the forefront and the whole world is saying the church is going wow. How much wilder can you get than what's going on right now? I'm telling you, man, I mean, uh, it is a mouthful. 
It really is. And my heart goes out uh, to those who are doing the best they can to uh, fully live this thing out, to uh, really live a committed life and uh, a dedicated life unto God and and are having to uh, witness what we are a witness. As a matter of fact, when I say church uh, uh, going wild, I'm speaking in terms of church just undignified now. You know, it, it, like there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing, nothing sacred. But I believe that there's a deeper root to this problem. I do believe that there is a deeper cause to to what is what is happening. And and, and as a result of this, I mean, uh, I think that if we don't, as the church begins to begin to address these things, then we are we are simply going to see things get further and further and further away from God and more and more out of control. I'm here on this particular uh, podcast to try to uh, give us some um, some level of of insight, uh, some level of looking at what's taking place from from a biblical perspective. Because to be quite honest with you, friend, to be quite honest with you, what we're seeing now, if we took time out and uh, we studied the Word of God, we looked at the Scriptures for what they say. And what they are, we'll find that what we'll see in an hour day, it has been seen before. And not only has it been seen before, but the problem has been uh, had been resolved. And the, and the way in which that problem uh, was resolved was that Jesus was the answer. That's right. I said that Jesus was the answer. And so, you know, I want you to think about that. I want you to think in terms of what you're actually seeing and what you're actually witnessing. Uh, on our watch. This is our watch of the church. Do you realize that this is our watch of the church? The way in which things were regarded with such great reverence in times past, I do believe that we've got to recapture that because the thing that's on the line are those that are coming behind us. I think that sometimes we forget that, that there is another generation. I'm not saying that there's ever going to be a time when uh, the Lord doesn't have a witness in the earth because Listen, friends, that's just not true. He's always going to have a witness in the earth. There's there's always going to be a remnant in which um, the Lord is raising up unto himself. But let's think more broadly here. You know, the way in which we scandalize the church and the way in which the church is being scandalized, and perhaps you're not one that participates in this kind of behavior. But I am going to say this, that uh, it is... It is one of the things that we better make sure that we pay close attention to because the things that we uh, run down, demonstrate and display, we're pouring that into the hearts of our children that are to come behind us. They are going to formulate their opinions about the church. And I know it's gone. Wow. I cannot stop and say that. You know, I like saying that I can't say that enough church gone. Wow. How did we get here? What in the world happened? But we got to realize on a serious note that um, the way in which we uh, handle uh, these types uh, of things, the, the way in which we deal with this, uh, that it is being poured into the hearts of our children, those that are to come behind us, those that are to be the leaders of the church in uh, the next generation, those who are to take up the hem uh, after the millennials. All of this is being poured into their hearts. And let me tell you something, once you put this Put this stuff on uh, any any kind of uh, social media platform. These things remain. These things don't get deleted and uh, they don't go away. They're always going to be there. They're always going to be somewhere where they can be retrieved. And God forbid, while we're on this particular watch, while it is our watch of the church, while it is our time and the Lord has entrusted this great work into our hands, and I know that some of you are saying, now you're supposed to be talking about the church going, wow. Well, I, listen, this is not a gossip tabloid, but we're going to look at it and try to discuss and discover what's causing all of this wildness in which we see. And we're going to look and see that uh, we can trace this right back to the scriptures. We can find this type of behavior in the word of God that we are seeing today. And I'm going to tell you what the root problem is. I'm, I'm, I really am. I, I'm going to tell you what the root problem is. I'm so glad that you have uh, taken time out to listen to this particular podcast. But back on task here, friend, what I was saying was 
that um, we better make sure that uh, what we are leaving for our children to ingest in regards to the church is that we're leaving a level of righteousness, sober-minded, you understand, upright living. These are the things that we better make sure that we are leaving that we are leaving behind for them to feed upon. Uh, because when they look back at our watch of the church, they look back at what we have we have left them in regards to the church. God forbid if we've only left them a bunch of tabloid lines, public success and private failure that ultimately got revealed, a bunch of scandals and and just uh, things that are heartbreaking and heart wrenching, uh, not only to our families but also uh, to the Lord Himself. I believe the Lord is crying now. I believe that His heart is broken. I believe that He's mourning as He sits back and and He sees what's taking place uh, privately uh, behind closed doors. I believe His heart is broken when He uh, He sees the way in which uh, we handle each other, the way in which we. Uh, handle his house and handle his people. I believe that he's grieved. I, I really do. I believe that he's grieved when he sees the idolatry and the adultery and and all of these other things that we could list and name uh, taking place on our watch of the church. I believe that God's heart is broken because his church has gone wild. But I believe there's a remedy, friends. I truly do. I believe that the Lord is going to enlighten us on this particular podcast, and I'm looking forward to it. I really am. And so listen, we're going to uh, step away for a break just as soon as we finish these commercials. We'll be right back with you. Stay tuned. We're just getting into this. The church gone wow. How did we, how did we get here? In a world of constant change and uncertainty, where do you find sanctuary? Where do you discover purpose and connect with something greater than yourself? At Global Restoration Center, we offer a haven for the soul, a community of faith rooted in deep traditions, yet embracing a modern world where everyone belongs. We hold fast to the timeless teachings of Christ, fostering compassion, hope, and a strong moral compass. Here, you'll find guidance and comfort through life's journey, regardless of your backgrounds or beliefs. Through dynamic worship services, engaging programs, and a network of dedicated volunteers, we empower individuals to live lives of purpose. We strive to make a difference in the world, one act of kindness, one helping hand at a time. Join us on this path of personal and spiritual growth. Discover the strength and joy of belonging to a community united by faith and a commitment to doing good. This Sunday, open your heart to new possibilities. Find your home at Global Restoration Center. Visit our website or social media page to learn more about our vibrant community and upcoming events. We welcome you with open arms. All right. Well, welcome back. God bless your family. This is Pastor Finkley. We're back. And listen, uh, we we are dealing with this whole uh, subject of um, the church gone wow. How did we get here? That's right. That's what we're dealing with. And, you know, um, uh, it's a very interesting topic. And uh, I think that um, we can find uh, scripturally how uh, how we got here and, and what's really taking place. But, you know, the funny thing is this right here is that. Um, as I said in the last segment, I'm going to say it again, that when we think about what's taking place, all you have to do is scroll down social media. And I mean, you can find it and it's right there in your face. And, and, and let me tell you something. Can I can I just say this? You know that people are honestly making a whole lot of money off the failure of the saints. You know, this is big business. I mean, really, it is. It's sad that we are, you know, having to deal with this. It's sad that, you know, our private our struggles are being uh, displayed because, you know, portrayed in the minds of a lot of people. They think that that we are perfect and they don't know that we have failures just like everybody else. But, you know, uh, because we name the name of the Lord, we fall up under a greater level of scrutiny. I mean, it's, it's just there. Uh, but, uh, you know, people are 
honestly making a ton of money off of the failures of, of, of the church, of the saints. And, and so when we speak in terms of church going wild, now don't think that I'm, that I'm highlighting or trying to make fun or, or you know, uh, trying to glamorize our failures. That's No, that's not what I'm doing. I, when I say that the church gone wild, I'm trying to uh, help us to see how did we get here. So if we discover how we got here, then uh, perhaps we could um, personally make our own decisions uh, to not, to not stay there. You, you understand what I'm saying? Or not go there. Prayerfully, you hadn't, uh, you hadn't had any uh, of these things happen to you that we've seen uh, happen to others. But when we look at this scripturally, we have to understand that this uh, wildness that we see uh, today, you know, this was, this had happened uh, thousands of years ago within the church. In other words, what I'm saying is that when you look at, um, uh, when you look at it biblically, from a biblical perspective, you know today's church or uh, th- this this church that we are seeing uh, in 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 America primarily. I'm not saying that other places don't have any things going on, but I'm telling you they're wearing the American portion of the church out on social media. Uh, but here it is: these things, man. This this is nothing new. This has been going on a while, and uh, if you uh, took a little time. And uh, studied uh, the Corinthian church, the church that Paul had founded there in Corinth while he was out on a missionary journey. There was no other church that was going wild than that church of Corinth. And as a matter of fact, I believe that if um, if uh, social media was out during Paul's time, when uh, the church of Corinth was in operation, I believe that uh, the Corinthian church would be plastered all over YouTube and all over Facebook and all over Instagram because you're talking about a church that's gone wild. That church was something else. And quite frankly, uh, as I think about it more and more, uh, you know, this the Corinthian church kind of reflects the church of today. And the reason in which I say that is because, you know, I, I don't believe that there has uh, it, at least, at least I'll say on my watch, on my watch. Let's say that I, I don't believe that there's been a more gifted church than the church that we have today. You know, such as it was with the Corinthian church. The Corinthian church was a very gifted church. It was a spirit-filled church. I mean, a powerful, uh, an anointed church. Paul, quite frankly, said that they, uh, you know, came behind in no gift, no spiritual gift that they come behind. You know, when Paul talked about uh, the, the the gifts of the spirit in First Corinthians chapter 12, you know, he's talking about the Corinthian church there. He's talking. I mean, you know, this was a this was a Pentecostal uh, apostolic spirit filled full gospel. I mean, a full gospel church, but but even though they had all of these beautiful gifts inside of that church, it was still a church that was just absolutely, absolutely bananas. <laughs> yeah, man, it was absolutely bananas. Listen, if it could be done, they were doing it down at the Corinthian church. I mean, they were stealing, they were being covetous, they were getting drunk. I mean, man, they was extorting people. Man, there was idolatrous, fornicating, adultery, homosexuality. I mean, man, they, if you named it, it was going down. And I'm going to prove it to you uh, while we're on this broadcast so you don't think that I'm just uh, shooting some smoke. But here it is. I mean, man, if, if it could go down, baby, it was going down in Corinth. Corinth was bananas. They was gifted. Yeah, they were. They had, listen, they had all the gifts of the Spirit, man. They were prophesying, had the gifts of helps. Uh, gifts of, of faith and uh, gift of uh, gift of power and administration and tongues, man, prophecy. They had it all, friend. They had it all. But even though they had all of those things, it was still a church that was completely out of control. This is what prompted uh, Paul to even pen a letter to the church of Corinth because of the division, because of the the adultery, the 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 idolatry that was taking place. I mean, all of these things were happening down at this church. And it prompted Paul to pen this letter to the Corinthian church. And you know good and well that if we stopped long enough and looked at today's church, we could see the very same thing. I mean, we are just divided as we want to be. 
I mean, the church is full of idolatry. Look at the way we worship men and women. You know, it's full of idolatry. And we won't even get on the fact of adultery. We know that that's running rampant in the church. We know that homosexuality, we know that they're stealing. You know, I mean, I don't know how many times we sat back and looked at the news and people were actually stealing out of the pot at the church. It's gone wild. It's, the church has gone wild. I mean, we have all of these things. Man, people are being extorted. Uh, uh, you know, we drinking wine and liquor. You know how we do. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that may not be you. But I'm speaking in terms when I say how we do. I'm speaking in terms of the church. I'm just speaking in terms of the church. Please don't jump down my throat. I'm not saying you. But I'm just speaking in terms, in general terms, of the entire church. We have gone bananas. We look just like the Corinthian church, just on a larger scale. This was local. This was a local church. But I'm telling you what's taking place in this local church, in the church of Corinth, man, if you could just map us all over the world today, it is, it, it is bananas. It's bananas. It's bananas. It is absolute bananas. And uh, I keep saying that it's bananas because I want to drive home the point that the church has gone wild. It's gone wild. It's gone wild. And so, listen, if we were to uh, take a little time out and uh, look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, uh, be beginning at verse number 9, I want you to listen at what Paul says to this Corinthian church. And I'm going to be reading out of the New King James just to kind of give you some clarity about what I'm saying. Because the fact of the matter still yet remains that uh, what we see today is absolutely nothing new. And the only one that can resolve this problem is Jesus Christ. We've got to bring Jesus back to the forefront of his church. And this is exactly what Paul is communicating to these people when he's writing them this letter about what's taking place at the church of Corinth. That has gone wild. First Corinthians chapter number six, beginning at verse number nine, it says, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? He's telling them straight up. Let me, he, in other words, Paul is saying, listen, don't, don't get this thing twisted, friend. You know, you can play around all you want, but he says, let me, do you not know that, that, that the unrighteous, oh, you're not getting in. You're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. He says, don't, do not be deceived. Neither fornicators. That's right. That's having sex outside of marriage. He said fornicators, no idolaters. That means worshiping people or worshiping things. You know, some people get a tendency to think that that uh, idolatry is just like worshiping a, a stick or uh, worshiping some some object. Now, friend, you can make a man or you can make a woman your idol and you could be worshiping them. He says neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous. Oh, my God, man, we can go on. He says, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. He says none of these people are going to inherit the kingdom of God. But listen at what he says in verse number 11. And he said, and such were some of you, but you were washed. In other words, you all in this church, y'all was just like this. And where was these people from? These people didn't come in from another place. They were actually participants of the city. He said, listen, some of you were like this. Some of you all carried on like this. This was going on in this church. He said, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. This type of behavior, this fornicating, this idolatry, this adultery, this homosexuality, the thieving, the covetousness, the drunkenness, the reviler, the extortioning. These, this was happening inside of this church at Corinth. It was a church gone wild. And when we look at, when we look at the church today, if we would stop and just look at um, what is being demonstrated and displayed, and I know all of us could give, a, a give an account, all of us could tell a story about what we're seeing and what we're hearing, we could say the same thing about the church today. Corinth was going wild, and so is the church today. Just gone buck wild. But I believe there's hope. That's right. I believe there's hope. I believe that what we're going through uh, now uh, with, um, with the church is just the Lord cleaning the house. You know, Peter said that judgment was starting in the house of God first. 
And let me tell you something, friend. When I say the judgment is going to start in the house of God first, I'm just repeating what Peter said. I don't believe that judgment is only going to be happening on the pulpit. I believe it's going to be going down in the pew, too. That's right. That's right. I don't think. Listen, I won't. Listen, when you start seeing uh, the Lord allow uh, leaders to be chastised publicly, openly in front of everybody, everybody in the pew better tighten up because he's not just going to sweep one side of the house. You know, he's going to sweep all the way through. He's going to go through the pulpit as well as the pew. Everybody, everybody's going to get a little taste. And so not only are we discovering that leadership is wild or membership is wild, too. And I believe that um, uh, that um, what the Lord is doing is he's setting the stage for his real bride to come forth. I believe that the Lord is positioning his church to be able to reveal, you know, the world, the word, the word of God says that the, the whole earth groaneth and moaneth waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters, the sons of God is what it says. But but here it is. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I believe the stage is being set for a manifestation of the sons of God. See, the church is going wild, but it's not going to be going wild forever. Oh, yeah, I, I, I do believe that. I, I believe that there's hope beyond this. I believe that what we're seeing is not all that we're going to see. We're going to see that which uh, can be shaken, shaken. But after the shaking has taken place, I believe that there's going to be uh, uh, there's going to be that remnant of the Lord that stands up and declares his righteousness in the earth. That's just what I believe, friend. And so when I speak of the church going wild, I want you to know that um, uh, that even though uh, we uh, can see that that this church resembles so much of the Corinthian church. that we can see that that what was taking place in that Corinthian church is actually happening in the church today. But what I want you to get and what I want you to understand is that I believe that there there's still hope for the Lord's church. That's right. I, I, I pray that you agree with me. I pray that you really agree. I want you. Listen, I want you to agree with me in that regard, that there's still hope for the Lord's church and that he still has a plan and he's still going to use his church to accomplish his purposes in the earth. And what we see today is not the final chapter. It is not all that's going to be written because there is more to be said in regards to within the Lord's church. Oh, it's gone wild. Listen, friends, we're going to step away for a short break and we'll come right back and we'll answer the question, how did we get here? Join Pastor A.D. Finkley at Global Restoration Center. We have service every Sunday at 11 a.m. and Bible study every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Global Restoration Center is located at 3501 Thomasville Road in the great city of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Visit us on the web at www.globalrcenter.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. See you there. Follow Global Restoration Center on social media. Remember to like, share, or start a watch party. We're just one click away. All right, family, well, praise the Lord. Welcome back to the Pastor Figley podcast. We are working this uh, topic and uh, you know what it is. The church has gone wow. How did we get here? Church gone wow. How in the world did we get here? Well, listen, we are we're going to in this last segment here, we're going to attempt to uh, discover how did we get here? How do we get to this place where we are seeing what we're seeing? And that's the very question in which uh, I believe that we all have got to uh, we've got to attempt to answer. Uh, because uh, we're going to be asked uh, th- that question. You've got to realize that uh, people you know who know that you are, you know, a part of uh, Christian church, you uh, have committed and given your life to Jesus Christ, and uh, perhaps you attend. I pray that you are attending a local assembly. And uh, some of the things in which we've just recently discussed in the last segment, you know, that may not be happening in your own in your own personal church. Uh, But listen, it's happening uh, throughout the body of Christ at large. And who knows what's taking place uh, inside of our local churches. Uh, Sometimes, uh, uh, you know, the Lord uh, uh, deals with things on, on a private tip. 
and uh, he doesn't allow um, things to be publicized as they are. You know, some people have a tendency to think that the Lord is in uh, into uh, public exposure. That's the Lord pulling the cover off of him. Well, you know, uh, the Lord uh, is, is really not into uh, public exposure. You, you got to understand that by the time it gets to uh, the point where you're being exposed publicly, it's usually the result of the fact that the Lord has been dealing with you about that privately and he's been asking you to uh, repent and turn away from uh, whatever that deed is or that wickedness or that habit. And yet there's a refusal to do so. And the only way sometimes to get our attention is to honestly allow us to be publicly embarrassed. You know, I want to say this uh, before we get into uh, how do we get here? Uh, I want you to understand this, that the Lord is more concerned about your walk with him than he's concerned about your popularity. That's right. I said the Lord is more concerned about your walk with him than he's concerned about your popularity. You know, I had to, I had to learn that hard lesson. I had to learn it and I had to learn it a hard way that uh, what the Lord is really concerned about. He's not concerned uh, so much about uh, me uh, preaching all over the country or, you know, having a full itinerary uh, or me, uh, uh, you know, making all kind of podcasts and, and leading hundreds of people. Uh, what I had to learn and I had to learn the hard way that is that the Lord is concerned about my walk with him. That's right. He's concerned about my relationship with him. That's what really matters to him most. And uh, sometimes we forget that. We think that um, what matters for, to him the most is, uh, uh, you know, preaching, teaching, playing, prophesying. We think that that's what matters most to him. Uh, but that's really not what matters the most to him. What really matters the most to him uh, matters the most to him is our relationship with him. This is what Jesus said, shed his blood for for the remission of, of, of the sins of man. And why did he do that? He did that so that he could restore uh, fellowship and relationship between man and God. That's right. That's, that's, that was the sole purpose. It wasn't to have a, a, a big edifice. It wasn't to have a tremendous following. It wasn't to, uh, uh, to have ourselves propped up as something grand and something great, but the true essence and the purpose of why Jesus came died, shed his blood, rose again, and ascended back back to the right hand of the Father and, and placed this glorious gospel into the mouths of his, his men and women was that men might be reconciled back to God. And we might have that fellowship again. And so I want us to make sure that we have that un understanding that this is the purpose in which Jesus came and this is the very thing in which God is mostly concerned about. And so he's not concerned about our, our public success. He's concerned about our private walk with him because you can have great public success and be failing in your relationship with him. And it's your relationship with him that really matters. I'm going to move on because we've got to deal with how did we get here? Well, I'm glad that you asked. You know, friends, the real reason why uh, the church has gone wow as it has is because there is one simple thing and one simple thing only that's at the root of all of this. And it's a simple thing called pride. That's right. Pride. Whenever you see any level of unrighteousness, whenever you see uh, any level of rebellion, whenever you see in the lives of the saints of God, whenever you see uh, any level of unrighteousness, rebellion, a sin in the lives of, of the people of God, then friends, we can go right back and we could trace it back to pride. It is our pride that has caused us to be the way that we are. When you look at us being paraded all over social media and the TV for our unrighteous failures, whether they're public or they're private, I can tell you exactly where they came from. They came from no other place in our lives, but that place of pride. Pride, my friend, is how we got here. And whenever you have uncontrolled, unbridled pride in your life, you will go but wow. That's right. You'll go buck wow. And you want to know why you'll go buck wow? It's because, listen, you are subject to nobody. 
Pride is the kind of mindset that says I'll do what I want to do when I want to do it the way that I want to do it. And nobody can tell me otherwise. And so when you get full of pride, it doesn't matter how much Bible, you know, it, that doesn't matter because pride says, so what? I, I, I'm still going to do what I want to do. That's the kind of mindset of pride. Let me tell you something. We don't have time on this broadcast, but but perhaps I'll do a um a, a podcast on pride and, and we could look at where pride originated. We know that pride was first found in the heart of Satan. And what does Satan do? Satan, here he is. He has a tremendous position in heaven. You know, he's he's an anointed cherub that covereth the throne of God. And, and and you know what he says? I mean, he has a coveted position. You can't you couldn't get any closer to God than he was. I mean, really. But he was so prideful in his heart. He said that I'll exalt my throne above the throne of God. And this is why God booted him right on out of heaven because of that pride. Pride made him want to uh, not serve God, but have the position of God. And that's what we're seeing. When you see that there's a refusal in our lives to come up under the authority of the word of God, that's pride. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, it doesn't have anything to do with us coming up under the authority of anybody else, because number one, we're not under the authority of God. And if we're not under the authority of God, there is absolutely no way in the world we'll be under the authority of anybody else. I want you to understand that. That's just the fact of the matter. And so what we see uh, when we uh, look around and we are uh, watching uh, some of the things that are, uh, are now being exposed and, and some of the things that are being talked about publicly and, and some of the shameful things that are, being, that are being brought to the forefront. And we're saying, how could this have happened? I, I can't believe that this is taking place. Well, friends, let me tell you something. When pride is in action, then these types of things will happen. Every single time, I'm going to talk about myself every single time, whether it's been publicly or whether it's been privately, I've been out of the divine will of God. I did not want to obey what I knew was Bible and biblical truth. Every single time. It was because of pride. My pride told me that I could do this. My pride said that, you know what? It really don't matter. It was pride. And so what has brought the church to this, this place that we find it now? It's pride. It's pride in the pulpit. It's pride on the elders staff. It's, it's pride in the musician box. It's pride amongst the singers. It's, it's pride in the pews. It's just pride. And it is crippling the church. It's crippling the church of today, the same way that it crippled that church at Corinth, all of those things that, that Paul listed there in 1 Corinthians chapter number 6, those are sins of pride. Pride is at the root of all of this. Pride is, is the father, and um, sin is his first begotten son. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say it again. Pride is a father, and sin is his his only begotten son is the only son he got is sin. And so when we look and we think about the church going, wow, what's really happening here? What's really going on here? How did we get here, Pastor? I'm going to tell you how we get here. We got here because we are full of Pride. And one of the things that I've been praying to the Lord about is, Lord, please help me get over this pride. Help me, help me, help me leave, help, help me leave this pride that's in my life. It's pride, friend. It's pride. And so the Bible says in Proverbs chapter number 11, verse number two, when pride cometh, then comes shame. You want to know what's going on? You want to know why we're looking so shame? Man, it's pride. Man, there's some folk that want to crawl up under a rock and go somewhere and hide and not come out anymore. And you got to say, what happened? What's making you feel like that? Man, pride, pride led to that. It's pride. We've been so proud and so arrogant 
until we don't realize and we have forgotten because see, when pride steps in, you don't care what God has to say. Where the Lord tells us that, listen, I give grace to the humble, but I resist the proud. I'm going to stand against you with your proud self. I'm going to stand against you. I'm going to fight against what you're doing. Because you're full of pride. And so when pride cometh, you know what the word of God says, then come what? Shame. Shame. What has happened to us? What is going on? What is what 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 is taking place? It's pride. The church gone wild. How did we get here? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's pride. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse number 18, pride goeth before destruction. Don't you see the lives of men and women being destroyed? I mean, listen, let me tell you something. There are works that people have spent the past 40 years building that are going to be destroyed because they didn't deal with their pride. Marriages are going to be destroyed because men and women wouldn't deal with their pride. Relationships that could have stood the very test of time are going to be destroyed because people would not deal with their pride. Things that that, listen, God was planning to do, willing to do in people's lives, with people's lives and through people's lives are going to be destroyed because of pride. Pride goes before destruction. And unfortunately, if you think the church is going wild as of yet, hang on in there, friends. Hang on in there. Listen, that pastor, you had not. Listen, let me tell you something. If we as a church don't get down on our knees and ask the good Lord to help us deal with the pride in our lives, we haven't seen nothing yet. I'm serious. You know, it's a pride go before destruction and a halting spirit before fall. You know, we've been halting. This is why we've fallen all over the place. Lift it up. Halt. Halt it. Halt it. This is what's happening. How do we get? This is how we got there. Pride is crippling us. It's breaking our back. It's bringing us to a place where we're succumbing to the whims of the world. It's pride. Some people say, well, it's the sin in man's life. Listen, let me tell you something. Wherever there's sin, there's pride. There's always pride before there's sin. I was talking to someone a couple of days ago and I was sharing with them. I said, and we were discussing something in regards to this. And uh, I was I was speaking in regards to some of the things that have taken place and some of the things that were being shared over uh, social media in regards to the church and and me being a pastor. And uh, I do work a full time job. And as I uh, was there, you know, people were asking me, how did I feel about uh, the things in which were were taking place? And you know what I said to them? I said to them, I said, this is nothing more than the result of us as a church at large, having an issue with pride. I said, anytime you know what the will of God is and you knowingly decide to do something completely opposite of what God desires and have required, that is a key definition of pride. You have just stepped into pride. You've just walked over into pride. And the moment that you walk over into pride, you just open yourself up for all levels of sin. There's absolutely nothing that you won't do. You can run around and say, well, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't do that. And I wouldn't do this. If you ever succumb to the spirit of pride, then let me tell you something, friend. Here it is. I'm going to be honest with you. You'll do anything. You'll do anything you big enough and bad enough, anything you think you can get away with, anything that you feel like you want to do because God's no longer in control. You are. The church is going wild. It's going wild. 
Listen at this. Proverbs 29 and 3. Good book on pride. Listen, the Bible says, and man's pride shall do what? Bring him low. His pride's going to bring him down. That's what's going to bring him to the ground. His pride. His pride. His, his pride's going to do it. His pride. Going to bring him to the ground. And I'm telling you what's going to happen, friend, and what is happening and what we see at large all through the church. It is going. Wow. That's why we feel like we can do anything we want to do. Man, forget righteousness. Forget holiness. Forget clean living. Man, throw all that clean living out. You ain't got to do all that. That's pride. It's pride. And what it has done is that it has it has brought us. It has brought us to this embarrassing place. It has killed our influence in the earth. You know it. Please, let's don't go there. It has killed our influence in the earth. Nobody calls us for anything. They don't call the church. Come on, when something's going on, they go get Black Lives, Black Lives Matter. And, and don't let me get into that. That's, that's a topic for another time. They go get Black Lives Matter. They go get anybody but us. They don't call the church. They don't call the church because our influence has been dwindled. And why has our influence been dwindled? A man's pride shall bring him low. When pride cometh, then cometh what? Shame is pride. They don't call us. Our children no longer want the God that we serve. What has caused this? What has, what has made this Happen. It's pride, my dear brothers and sisters. It's pride. And so when we think in terms of the church going wild, and we ask that question, how did we get here? All we can say is look at what our pride down through the years has done unto us. But I believe there's hope. I believe there's hope. I truly do believe there's hope for the church. Listen, friends, it has been a blast being with you. I'm so glad to be back in the studio bringing you this hardcore gospel content yet again. Listen, it has been uh, such a joy. And listen, I want you to like, share, comment on this podcast. And listen, share it with somebody so that they can hear uh what I feel about the church going wild. God bless your family. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>